Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. House Republicans are still at it right now, siding with Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, and Tehran against our defense, industrial base, against NATO, against Ukraine, against our interests in the Indo-Pacific. Did you just say siding with Iran? Did she just say siding with Iran? First, no one is siding with Russia when it's a conversation about not sending aid to Ukraine. And I say this as somebody who believes in sending money to Ukraine. The people who say Ukraine's not our fight are wrong. The people who don't understand that Russia is a power that is interested in expansion are wrong. Tucker's wrong, just wrong. The history is as clear as day. Why do you think Vladimir Putin discusses people coming back to the motherland? Why do you think he discusses this entire... Do you think this invasion of Ukraine is really about defeating Nazis? It's about babies! You've got the Donbass, you've got these areas that are ethnically Russian. You can go about creating more Russians because you don't have a population. The population of Russia is dying by the hour. A nation with no people is not a nation. A flute with no holes is not a flute, and a donut with no holes is a Danish. These are the things we know. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. But Corinne Jean-Pierre, this incompetent woman, she's incompetent, ladies and gentlemen. She got the job because of the boxes she checked and not because of the skill set. That is obvious. And anybody wants to say otherwise, you say anything you want, Boo Bear. You're a fraud if you will not look right at her and recognize she can't do this job. That's why John Kirby gets the promotion. That's why you see Jake Sullivan at these briefings. She can't do it. But you're going to say of this administration that amongst its first things, its first actions, was to recommit us to the JCPOA? The Iran nuclear deal, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, siding with Iran? You are the party that wants Israel to disappear. Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Andre Carson, Jamal Bowman, Ocasio-Cortez, and more. Never mind that bigot Senator Chris Van Hollen, holy hell, has not found a way to go through a day without saying, well, you know, Israel's guilty of war crimes. Well, what about Hamas? Eh, Israel's guilty of war crimes. By the way, I'm going to Israel. I leave in two weeks. I will be there for eight days, nine days. I will be uh, to the north, to the south, to the center. I will be talking to people, seeing things, and reporting back. Uh, there will be more video, more audio. Uh, I, I can't yet guarantee a broadcast. I haven't been able to figure that one out. Timing versus locations versus uh, internet, etc. But content and sharing it, and oh yeah, I'm going to share it all. It is this administration that sides with Iran. It was the Obama administration that sided with Iran. 
And to say that Republicans are siding with Putin and Iran, how do I not have 100 members of the House and the Senate standing up and saying, we're not going to take this crap from this woman? Joe Biden, I don't know who the hell you think you are, but that's over. I don't think they should let the guy talk during the State of the Union. Oh, absolutely. There is such a thing as a bridge too far. Republicans siding with Iran? Go to hell. That's nuts. You're the people who created an entire echo chamber. An entire echo chamber of reporters to be able to push the Iran nuclear deal. This is what happened. You said, hey, we need to have this written. So reporters, desperate for the love of insiders in the Obama administration, wrote the stories, and then the administration used the stories to say, see, this is what's happening. Despicable. Despicable, despicable people. On this, I, I, I will not accept. I will not accept. Cringe on Pierre is terrible what she does. She's a terrible, terrible person. Iran, she should she should suffer the consequences for making for, for stating that. She should suffer the consequences. There should be demands that Biden fire her. Well, Tony, you're reacting to this so clearly. She hit a nerve. She's a lying fraud. And I don't think the color of your skin or your sexual orientation makes you qualified for anything. I think being qualified makes one qualified. She is not qualified. She checks boxes. These are different things. I was going to jump in on the special election conversation. And, of course, I am keeping my eye on what it is the House Intelligence Committee has said. This, 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 this post from Mike Turner, chairman of the House Intel Committee. Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I am requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Now, there's been a lot, a lot of talk, a lot of talk about what this refers to, because if you want to send out a post that was built to scare the hell out of everybody, this is it. This is that, this is cryptic and frightening and what does this mean and are we are, are, are we under threat all I know is everybody tonight is going to be filling their gas uh, filling their car with gas getting a little extra cash out of the bank because when you hear about these things you're like oh get ready what we're hearing is that um, there is a conversation and I have this from a, a worthy source. Uh, and you're seeing things posted on X. And, and again, from what I consider to be worthy sources. 
This is about Russian production capacity and Intel suggesting a, cha- a challenge to NATO. The idea that Russia isn't going to challenge NATO, that Russia doesn't have expansionist desires. I'm sorry. That's just not in any way factual. Of course, Russia has these desires. As I have discussed, I find it interesting that we're hearing this now. What, 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 what happened now? I had asked the question, you know, about the timing. And some people are like, well, this could certainly have to do with the supplemental that's in front of the House right now, the, the $95 billion, including $60 billion for Ukraine, as a way of applying pressure because look what Russia's doing. They're on the move. They're doing this. They're doing that. I had questioned whether this had anything to do with Tucker Carlson's interview. People I have spoken to have kind of tamped that down. Because Tucker Carlson's interview which there's been a lot made of that. It has, it it engages this conversation that somehow Russia isn't trying to do these things. That, of course, is just not true. I'd have this debate with Tucker or anybody else anytime. But one of the things that took place uh, yesterday was, of course, the special election in New York where Tom Susie. S-U-O-Z-Z-I won the seat that was vacated by George Santos. So the Republican George Santos gets thrown out and the former Democratic Congressman Tom Suzy wins the seat. What exactly do Republicans think they're doing? What work do Republicans actually think they're doing? When does the winning begin? Or is there simply no paying attention to House races? Who cares about the House and who cares about the Senate? This is Lara Trump on uh, Newsmax with Rob Schmidt. And uh, she, uh, her father-in-law, President Trump, says she should be the RNC co-chair and is nominating her. She is on Newsmax talking about it. In her own words. Needs to change at the committee to make this party more competitive, because I think after 2022, with those midterms, when that went the way it did, as hated as Joe Biden was, I think we all realize we have a huge problem in the party. What needs to change? And, and, and if you get the job, what can you do? Yeah, well, listen, we need to be playing chess and not checkers, and and that's exactly what we've been doing, unfortunately. And as you just pointed out, the Democrats have been playing a completely different game. We need to catch up, and we need to outdo them at that game. We better have, at the Republican National Committee, a ground game operation the likes of which this country has never seen. We better be doing voter registration in record numbers. We also better be doing legal ballot harvesting all across this country because those are things the Democrats always outdo us on. And let's face it, Rob, we better start telling people to go vote early. We have this notion that it would be nice if we had one day of voting. I would love that. You would probably love that. We'd love to give people the day off of work and we'd love to have paper ballots. We don't have it right now. So we need to bank enough votes going into election day that we aren't trying to play catch up that day. We know things happen. Look at what happened in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Here's what I can tell you. 
The RNC needs to be the leanest, most lethal political fighting machine we've ever seen in American history. That is the goal over the next nine and a half months. If I am elected to this position, I can assure you there will not be any more $70,000 or whatever exorbitant amount of money it was spent mm -hmm. on flowers. Every single penny will go to the number one and the only job of the RNC. That is electing Donald J. Trump as president of the United States and saving this country. We have no time to waste. We've got to yeah. get to work. We've got a lot of money to raise. And we need to ensure that every penny goes to those things that I just mentioned. Otherwise, you you're right. In perpetuity, the Democrats are going to beat us. Yeah. Now, she's right that the Republican Party is the party, uh, as I've described it, the party of stupid. And they were spending on nonsense. The reporting from Jennifer Van Lahr over at Red State about what the RNC was spending on, it's it's nutty. Flowers? Like $70,000 for flowers? Whew. All I know is if you can get to be a consultant, you're going to make sweet cash and you never actually have to bring a result. And Laura Trump was right. We need a ground game. And Laura Trump was right. We need to get out there and win elections. And Laura Trump is right that if they ballot harvest, we have to ballot harvest. And if they early vote, we need to early vote. And if they ballot cure, we need to ballot cure. Of course, we should have paper ballots. And, and we should all be voting on one day, a 24-hour period. You've heard me say this many, many times. But then she ends with a pay no attention to what I just said statement. Money it was spent mm -hmm. on flowers. Every single penny will go to the number one and the only job of the RNC. That is electing Donald J. Trump as president of the United States. That isn't the only job of the RNC. As a matter of fact, that is to tell me you don't understand the job of the RNC. That's not it. To get your father-in-law elected? That's not it. So Laura Trump just proved to me that she is absolutely not the person for this gig. The job of the RNC is to challenge in every election and engage the winning. Get out the vote efforts, getting the dollars where they need to, fundraising like crazy. That's the, that's the job. It's not about getting Trump elected. As something that's just, that's it? There is nothing else? If we don't win the presidency, could I at least keep the House and win the Senate? Wouldn't that be nice? Shouldn't we plan for that? Shouldn't we address that? Who's addressing that? If the only thing you can think about is Trump, 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 Trump. He's not the only thing that matters. Could we please start playing, if you want to talk about chess, a level of chess? It's all Trump, nothing but Trump is a game of checkers where you only have one checker. It's a ridiculous concept. And I wouldn't put Lara Trump near any position of leadership if this is the way she's going to talk. What a mistake. But I shouldn't just blame her. This is the problem. The biggest problem of the populist is that it's all about Trump all the time. And I'm here to tell you, it's rarely about Trump any of the time. It's about policy that works. It's about getting government out of my way and off my ass and off yours. That's what it's about. 
It's about a reduction of taxation. It's about a reduction of regulation. It's about recognizing that borders do matter. And we have a job to do in keeping the country safe. And Americans come first. And that happens through policy that comes to the House and the Senate. Oh, all the members of Congress are the same. Both parties are the same. Clearly, that's not true. That's what's said by small-minded people who don't want to actually have to do the work. You know how many people tell me? I've literally had to kind of block people. Okay, it's 900 phone calls a day, man. You got to get a hobby. See, nobody cares whether you like Trump, Tony. No one cares whether you're going to vote for Trump. If he's the nominee, I'm going to vote for him. I've only said so a million times, but whatever. What are we going to do about the election? They got the election rigged. Why the hell are you looking at me? What is the RNC going to do? What is the RNC going to do? Because every single penny going to elect Donald Trump is not, I think, a conversation of making sure that you have got the lawyers working. And by the way, why weren't they working in 2022? Why weren't they working in 2021? Why weren't they working the day after Inauguration Day? Why not? You got beat in 2020. You got your butt kicked. Didn't start doing anything. Didn't start moving anything. Didn't start training anything. Didn't start working anything. And then you're going to get mad at me? Look what they did again. What have you done to fix it? Oh, well, it can't be fixed. So you're just a complaining sot. Good Lord. Lara Trump uh, isn't the person for the job. It's more than the presidency. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Breaking news out of our nation's capital, where the Washington, D.C. police union is confirming that three officers were shot by a suspect early this morning. NBC's Gary Grumbach is there for us. Gary, what's the status of those injured officers? And do we know, has the suspect been caught? Hey, here comes Anna, this began in the 8 a.m. hour here in southeast D.C. when Metropolitan Police officers were serving an arrest warrant to uh, an individual inside a home here in southeast D.C. He began shooting from inside the home towards the outside. We're told three officers were injured in this shooting. So that's the story out of D.C. As reported by MSNBC. Today in the press briefing, Corinne Jean-Pierre says, oh, crime in D.C.? Republicans. Does the president believe the nation's capital is safe for Americans from across the country to come visit? I mean, look, we, we hear the reports and see the data as well. Uh, and all violent crime anywhere is completely unacceptable, not just here in D.C. We're going to call that, them all out uh, in communities across the country. Everyone in every community in this country wants the same thing. They want their families uh, to be safe and uh, and not get into uh, uh, not get into um, you know politics on this. The president is wanting to make sure that communities feel safe, and we're not seeing that from congressional Republicans. We're just not. Uh, they continue to get in the way. The president has taken action. He puts he puts that in his budget every day, making sure that we uh, make communities safer. And we're just not seeing that from Republicans. And so we're going to continue to do our job here. Uh, we want Congress, uh, co- Republicans, congressional members to join us in that. And I'm going to leave it there. I'll see you all. It's Republicans who have made us unsafe. 
They know they're lying and they don't care. It's the Democrat mayors. It's the Democrat prosecutors who don't prosecute. The data is clear. This is Tony Katz today. Israel in a second, but just a quick follow-up just to put this to rest. Obviously, the House Intelligence uh, Chair speaking out about a imminent, or he doesn't say imminent, serious national security threat. The lack of your ability to say anything has the potential to raise distress for some Americans. In the simplest of terms, can you tell Americans that there's nothing they have to worry about right now in terms of what he describes as a national security threat? Look, I think in a way that question... Um, it is impossible to answer with a straight yes, right? Because Americans uh, understand that there are a range of threats and challenges in the world that we're dealing with every single day. And uh, those threats and challenges range from terrorism to state actors. And we have to contend with them, and we have to contend with them in a way where we ensure the ultimate security of the American people. I am confident that President Biden, in the decisions that he is taking, is going to ensure the security of the American people going forward. And I will stand here at this podium and assert that, look you in the eye with confidence, that we believe that we can and will and are protecting the national security of the United States and the American people. Perfect. Thank you for your answer. I just well, want that's, to- a, that's a great thing to say. Let's find out. Tony Katz. 93. Nope. See, I almost got it wrong. This is Tony Katz today. I forget which show I'm doing sometimes. I do two of them a day. I do a morning show. I do a midday show, which is heard on uh, WGCL in Bloomington, WMUN in Muncie. And of course, uh, you've got uh, WIBC in Indianapolis and then weekends heard across uh, the country. This is about an issue that could lead to a destabilizing situation and a national security threat. That's how NBC News discusses it. All from a post from Chairman Mike Turner. Mike Turner is of the Intelligence Committee. He's the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I am requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. What is the threat? That is, of course, the question that's being asked. There is a conversation about how this is about Russian production capacity and how, yes, indeed... They plan on being a power that can threaten NATO. So the seriousness of the threat, as reported by Jackie Heinrich of Fox News, is grave, but the actual nature of the threat is not immediate. This is three to five years. So why a post like that? I mean, why, why the starter pistol in, in, in that regard? I think it's a, a, a fine question. Um, I don't have a good answer. I do not know why you would, you would make this statement. I do not know if it was even necessary. 
it would seem to me that maybe uh, not necessary. But all that said, if Russia is continuing to build out, to build up, to find ways to be uh, threatening to NATO, you got to be aware of it. This, of course, goes back to the idea of whether or not we should be funding Ukraine. The answer is yes. I know that some of us disagree. I can handle the idea that we don't fund Ukraine until we take care of the border. I don't have any arguments about that at all. At all. I'm totally good with that. But the idea that we think that Ukraine's not our problem, not our business, not our concern, well, that's just... That's just not factual. That is bad policy, kids. Bad, bad policy. This is what we know right now. This is where this information is at. This all broke in the last couple of hours. And we will see. We will see what we learn from this. Uh, we will see what, what members have seen uh, uh, of this classified information. Will Biden declassify to be able to engage a conversation? And what came to the desk of the Intel Committee? That, that you, you, you felt it was necessary to, to make this statement. That's the question that I have. It is Valentine's Day, and and of course, we, we want to help here at uh, Tony Katz today. We want to help with last-minute Valentine's gifts. We want to help with how you're supposed to deal with a Valentine. Um, is, um, is someone being a little too demanding? How, how do you maybe get out of the relationship? Because you know that happens, right? Am I the only person who honestly uh, addresses these things? People get crazy, crazy about Valentine's Day. You didn't provide me this. She didn't do that. You didn't get me enough gifts. They weren't expensive enough. I, I, now, I, I admit, I always think of it in terms of the guy because I, I am one. And uh, I, I believe that if someone is saying, well, you got to get this, you got to get that, and you have to do this, you have to do that, that is not somebody you should be with. Just like I believe you do not buy jewelry for the person you want to be in a relationship with, you would buy it for the person you are in a relationship with. And if you cannot afford it, I think stretching to do so for Valentine's Day is weird stuff. And I think a pressure put on you by a so-called significant other, they shouldn't even be significant. They should just be other, as in go away. I don't know why people do this. I don't know why they um, put themselves in in these kinds of fights. So I, I want people to be able to take a look at their Valentine's Day and say this is worthwhile. I don't want them to look at it and say, this is nothing but abusive and force. I don't want you to be forced into doing anything. I want you to enjoy yourself. I want you and, and, and your spouse, you and your partner, you and your, your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, to enjoy each other. That's what I want for you. But some people take this nonsense way too far.
Way, 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 way too far. And I want to be the guy out there, you know, standing athwart Valentine's Day yelling, stop. You're not supposed to do that. Well, you have to celebrate Valentine's Day all week. No, no, you don't. No, you do not. Valentine's Day in, in my life, it, it's, it's weird. Uh, so I, my, my father was born on Inauguration Day and my mother was born on Independence Day. My grandfather died on Valentine's Day, which is a messed up thing to do. Um, but Valentine's Day is the date of my first date with my wife. 30 years ago today. True story. Um, she got me a card. What else was necessary? What other thing would possibly connect to 30 years? What, what, what was it going to be? The rarest cigars in the world? Oh, well, that would be very nice. Doesn't compare. What's, what size? Diamond. Or, or I don't know, pick, pick your stone would say this encapsulates the insanity, the ups and downs, the family that, that, that we've built for 30 years. If it's still about those things, I'm going to say to you, I think you're doing it very wrong. A gift, I don't think there's anything wrong with a gift. And if you can afford an expensive gift, I don't think there's anything wrong with an expensive gift. You want to get uh, someone you, you, you love, you adore, you care about a car for, for Valentine's Day? Knock yourself out. Not going to tell you no. If that's about you wanting to do a thing. If that is about them demanding a thing. Well then. You, you, you got to walk away from that. You got to walk away from that. It's like there are these videos, and I always assume that they're fake. Have you seen the videos of, I, I never see it with guys. I only see it with women. And I mean, I know, so sexist, yet here we are. Um, they'll get a car for their birthday or something like that. We got you a car. This is the one you want. It's a nice car. It is some nice high-end vehicle. But nope, nope, this one's in black, and I wanted it in gray, so take it back. This is terrible. Have you seen those videos? I, I cannot determine whether or not they are legit. I cannot determine if this is something that has really happened or it's something that's made... Um. Just, uh, you know, to, to try and get clicks. There's a part of me that believes that the answer is yes. Some of them might be totally made up. Some of them are totally real. Some people are totally like that. It's like the videos. Oh, like, like, like I used to. The videos that I love, love are the Bridezilla videos. Oh, I love me a Bridezilla I could watch Bridezilla's all day. It is my guilty pleasure. Like Hardee's, or depending on where you live, Carl's Jr. That is my guilty pleasure food. 
Bridezillas are my guilty pleasure TV. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. These absolutely terrible, miserable, angry, bitter women. Oh, who would ever want to be around them? Who would ever want to marry them? Don't they know that they're ridiculous? I, I can't get enough. I cannot. You just mainline it right into my veins. It is, it is a spectacular. Well, there are these videos now. Uh, and I've seen quite a few of them. A guy comes home and says, what is this bank statement that says you've got $20,000 in a bank account that I'm not on? What, what is this? And she goes into a conversation about how she has to protect her. What happens if, she's, she, if he leaves? She has to make sure that her and the kids are taken care of. She took the money out of the joint account and put it in her own account. Why would I be leaving? What do you do? Why are you doing this? And then it gets into, I don't care if you're happy. I'm not giving back the money. Now go back to work. Your job is to make the money. Go on. Go. And you're like, there's no way. There's no way that this is real. And you see that and you're like, there's no way that guy stays. There's no way that guy doesn't look at her and be like, bye, Felicia, and walks right out the door. There's just no way. I see these videos and I'm like, oh. I, I, I again get the thing, is this real? Is this real? Did someone just make this up? What is this? But you see enough madness about uh, people demands that people have. Oh, you got to do this. No, it's got to have that. That shouldn't be your Valentine's Day. And if it is, reconsider. Now you say to me, Tony, why are you breaking people up on Valentine's Day? It's a day of love. I think that people should be aware of when they are not in a loving relationship but an abusive relationship. Somebody who has demands, you have to get me this, you have to get me that, otherwise I won't be happy. And this isn't big enough, this is enough money. That's not loving. It's not decent. Why would you be in that relationship? And you say to me, Tony, I, I don't understand who would be in that relationship. But you and I both know that in a society that doesn't actually value men, you find guys who will allow abuse to take place, abuse to happen. Allow themselves to be abused and shamed because, well, uh, I'm in this relationship and therefore this is what I have to do. Um, no, 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 no. So I, I say this Valentine's Day, um, I, I only hope it's great. I hope it's wonderful. I hope it's enjoyable. I hope you have a great time. I hope there's a lot of love and enjoyment and, and all the good things. But if you find yourself giving, you're not really getting anything back in return. I'm not talking about gifts. I'm talking about like for your soul. No amount of giving will ever make it better. You're with the wrong person. And I'd like to see you with the right person. I'm Tony Katz.
so yesterday, the Dow was a big, hot pile of mess. At one moment, it was down 700. It closed down over 500. That's how it went. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Right now, the Dow is up 53. The NASDAQ is up 130. And mortgage rates are up. The 10-year Treasury at 4.25. It was higher earlier today at over 4.3. Pushing interest rates to over 7%. I think uh, we we were hitting 6.8. But at this rate, we'll get to 7%. On a mortgage, which is not where you want to be. Not at all. But that's what happens when inflation is not under control. Because inflation is not under control. It's not. And so anybody thinking about rate decreases should just stop thinking about that, in my view. Because that's not coming. That's not happening. There will be no rate decreases. There's just going to be, well, this for a while. Does this mean stagflation? I'm not sure about that. That's something different. But this level of interest rates, which historically are not the highest, but compared to what we've had, oh, yes, definitely high. Yeah, this is where we are. I wouldn't expect to change for the next six months for sure. This is Tony Gatz today.